Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. ESPN Plus, Series 6M Channel 80. Happy Preakin to all who observe. Sending you into the weekend in style. Amber Wilson, that got an eyebrow raise. She's down in Florida. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut. Preakin is a thing. It's a lifestyle. We embody it. I, I give it a little grin because I think you used that same line last week when we were working it's together. Quite and I oh, quickly I, realized, Preakin, oh, Randy Scott's thing. Oh, God. Amber W. Sports for her on Twitter, <laughs> at Randy Scott ESPN for me. Here's the thing that you're going you're gonna to learn about your, friend, about your friend Rando here is... Uh, is he one for self-nicknames? Yes. And is he also uh, just like a radio preset? He has like five lines that he uses. You just press the button, one through five. That's pretty much it. Just I got keep five throwing lines. them out. That's why you're a sports center. <laughs> it works well there. <laughs> Dated references and radio presets. That's sort of that's sort of <laughs> me. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, we have NFL preseason football to get to tonight. Like we have a slate of games tonight as well. By the way, I think a radio preset is a dated reference in and of itself. What? There's still radios in cars? Kind of, yes. But do people of? utilize them the same way? Can you preset like a serious X? Can you preset satellite radio in yes. the same way? I mean, I guess you can. I guess you're programming. I feel like well, a lot of people are firing up podcasts or listening on That's streaming fair. now. You should check it out. It's called the ESPN app, Randy. It's pretty cool. You should also check out Sirius XM Channel 80, which you can set as a radio preset in your vehicle <laughs> or however you get to work. Uh, there are NFL games tomorrow. It's just it, the second week of the NFL preseason just rolls on and it's glorious. And we actually have a team in the Las Vegas Raiders, who are playing their third NFL preseason game. And that's where I want to start. I'm driving this tower. I want to start with the Raiders at the Dolphins. So let's look ahead to 7 p.m. on Saturday. Who doesn't want to play in South Florida in August? But here come the Raiders. Maybe they'll be wearing their black uniforms. Who knows? So, Amber, in this one here, will this Mike McDaniel offense actually get unveiled? Is he going to debut it or is he going to continue to sort of play it close to the vest? I mean, I had my 4 p.m. notes pulled up, Randy, but I'm um, okay. Let's switch gears. Let's follow your lead here. Uh, yes. Will the Miami Dolphins, I mean, I don't know what it's going to look like here uh, in another preseason game. I don't tend to learn much or put much value into these preseason games, but so far, Mike McDaniel, his debut has gone pretty well in Miami and looked pretty good. It's all going to come down to, though, how good Tua looks, and that we're not going to find out here from preseason action. Of course, they're being careful with him. We haven't even seen that to a Tyreek Hill connection yet outside of the videos that are leaking out of training camp and the bombs and Tunan gets all excited and the Twitterverse goes nuts. But it'll all depend on what that actually looks like in getting his receivers the ball. Does he actually have the arm straight? Are we just talking about accuracy with Tour? Can he actually get it down the field as well? His arm has looked pretty decent so far. Again,
done in training camp, but it's been in training camp. So what this really comes down to is you're going to see the development of some of these other players, sure, in preseason, but it's not really going to matter until we see real action from Tua, Randy, and we're just not going to get that right now. If you're the Raiders, you're like, man, I'm so sick of Tyreek Hill. I don't want to see him preseason or otherwise. Well, they're fine if he doesn't play. Although he was in the walkthrough video that the Dolphins tweeted uh, about their first walkthrough at, at Hard Rock Stadium of the season. All right, let's go back to your 4 p.m. notes, Amber. I'm just keeping, I'm a great teammate, just, you know, super modest and keeping everybody on their toes. The Washington Commanders at the Kansas City Chiefs. That is 4 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, Super Bowl preview, as Amber has said. Will Carson Wentz look as good as he did in the debut? He was 10 of 13, 74 yards. Is he going to look as good as he sort of fights up a weight class? It's one thing to do it against the Panthers. Now he has to go to Arrowhead, do it against the Chiefs. If I had the commanders in my Super Bowl preview, or if that was written in my notes, I might as well set them on fire, right? Uh, (laughs) Carson Wentz, I don't know. This is the third act of his career. What Carson Wentz is he, Randy? Is he the Carson Wentz that we saw in Philadelphia? Is he 2017 Carson Wentz? Is he Carson Wentz on the brink of a Super Bowl, an MVP be Carson Wentz or is he the Carson Wentz that we saw lose to the Jags last season in in Indianapolis like I have I have no idea what Carson Wentz this is this is I think the most unpredictable act of his career because we kind of have seen two drastically different versions of this player I don't have high expectations for this commander's team though I I thought they were wildly disappointing last season is Wentz an upgrade I don't even know if he is frankly so I, I really don't have much to say here about the Washington commanders other than they are definitely not on my Super Bowl contending list. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is an upgrade in terms of stability. Like if you have to look beyond the way the Colts closed last year with Carson Wentz, and that's difficult to do because I mean, gacking away a playoff spot in a loss to the lowly Jaguars is really going to stand out. But the numbers for Carson Wentz were not just decent; they were good. And if the Commanders can get that from the quarterback position, the Commanders have. A plus defense, okay? If they can get some decent quality, you know, uh, quarterback play, I think in that division, I, I, I still think the Eagles win. I think they just have the most talented roster in the division, but they could certainly contend the Commanders will, would if they can get a, a similar statistical season from Carson Wentz that we saw a year ago. We the, did hear that about the defense, though, by the way, last season, right? Like everybody was talking about how phenomenal this defense is. Yeah, and then even the defense underperformed. Yeah, it, it did. For the Commanders. Well, and that's coming off of, you know, the, the year that the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl, they got a real scare uh, in the postseason from the Washington football team then, as they were then known. Uh, Amber, are you comfortable talking Steelers and Jaguars? I'm comfortable talking everything, Randy. 7, 7 p.m. on Saturday. Who's going to take Maybe the lead like in the quarterback position? We're, what we're hearing from Steelers training camp is Kenny Pickett is going to get first team reps against the Jaguars. Read into that what you will, and you're laughing. But Mike Are you Tomlin down to Kenny Pickett. Mike like, Tomlin is coming, <laughs> saying they want to see it. They want to see it from their rookie. They want to learn more about him. Take that for what it means. Who takes the lead in the quarterback competition? I mean, I want to see it from Mitchell Trubisky and Mason Rudolph also, right? Because <laughs> I don't know how you're sold on either of those guys either. I mean, I know about as much about how successful they can be as I know about Kenny Pickett at this point because – Although it looks like Trubisky's probably going to win that job, I don't really understand the revitalization of his career because he held a clipboard in Buffalo. And for Mason Rudolph, I mean, I saw what it looked like when he came in for Big Ben when Big Ben was injured, and it looked really bad. I, I can't imagine that Kenny Pickett is ready yet to take over the helm. I do think, though, at some point I could see the Steelers 
turning to Kenny Pickett? I don't know. It's hard to say Mike Tomlin's ever going to have a losing season, but this might be it, Randy. It might be it. Let's get to the Cowboys and Chargers. This has been a fun one all week. They've had joint practices. Then they'll lace them up 10 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Penalty issues for Dallas were darn near historic in the preseason opener. Can they clean that up? They have to clean that up or we're never going to stop talking about it. Uh, it's, it's a real problem, I would say, for a team when you are talking about a team that had such significant problems with both penalties and clock management last season. And when you're talking about the fact that McCarthy's going to be on the hot seat for this team, regardless because also you're the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, so you're operating under a microscope, but also because we know Dan Quinn's sitting there and apparently even Sean Payton's floating out there somewhere. So everything he does is going to be scrutinized. Normally, you wouldn't put much stock into penalties in a preseason game, Randy. But it actually is part of the story with this Dallas Cowboys team just because it's been the story with this coaching staff and it feels like they're not playing any more disciplined in this preseason than they were in last year during the regular season and that's disconcerting, particularly when you're talking about guys who should be cleaning up their acts trying to win jobs in the preseason and you're that kind of penalized. Yeah, it's tough to get any semblance of an understanding of your own offense, let alone your own defense and listen, Trayvon Diggs got victimized again at practice this week. Look for the video where Justin Herbert absolutely whistles one past his ear to Keenan Allen and Diggs just doesn't turn around and goes for a touchdown. I'll wrap it up. Bengals Giants, 7 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. It's the only Sunday night football game I want to see the Giants play all season, but I'm watching for the Bengals side of things. Uh, They're the AFC champions. Obviously, they don't have the quarterback issue. What do you want to see in this? You can take it either way. I'm watching for the Bengals. Maybe you're watching for the Giants, Amber. What do you want to see in this one? Nobody's watching for the Giants. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there are I, no, questions listen. there, though. No, to be honest, actually, maybe you are watching for the Giants because they're probably the more interesting team when it comes to the preseason because the questions just aren't the same for the Bengals. I mean, your question for the Bengals is, have they cleaned up that O-line? You, you hope that they have, and you hope that they've gotten more protection for their quarterback because, listen, they got lucky last season with Joe Burrow making it through the season healthy and them ending up in a Super Bowl. It was their health that was a key reason that they were in that position, but they got lucky with how much time Joe Burrow spent on his back. Now they brought in Lael Collins. That really should help. And so you do want to see some of that improvement from the Bengals, but it is this New York Giants team that has more questions. So from a preseason perspective, maybe it's the Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor now quarterback competition that it feels like is starting to brew in New York. We know that Tyrod Taylor's contract is structured, Randy, so that if he ever becomes the starter, he gets paid more money. It's an indication that Taylor's camp thinks that there's a strong possibility at some point that maybe that will in fact happen and it is starting to feel like maybe that is a realistic possibility at some point. That's a quarterback question there. Finally, you have a rookie deal for Daniel Jones. We're going to get into other young quarterbacks in just a moment. Weekend preview is brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico today and see all the ways that you can save. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Which second year quarterback is under the most pressure this season? We're going to discuss that next. Amber Wilson, Randy Scott, and for the guys, this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E.
Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, are we on? Canton Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. This is this kind of fun you can have when you're like, hey, what's your go-to karaoke song? As we all just sort of try to learn more about each other on Canton Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and... Your smart speaker, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Randy to be Scott, clear, that was yes. Randy Scott's go-to that, karaoke song. Well, yeah, because well, we can't play yours. You're like, what's the baddest Tupac song <laughs> there is? That's mine, says Amber that's Wilson. That's mine, yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I do, I, I do have an affinity for some 90s rap that ends up problematic uh, of the, you know, gangster ca- category. So it ends <laughs> up a bit problematic for error. Uh, and there, it's never near, it's never as good when it's a radio edit either randy so yeah a little bit more dicey than apparently your choice but people always wonder if you work in this job it must be so cool the conversations that you guys have on on and off air commercial breaks you must be talking sports the entire time Mm -hmm. but no alas apparently we are talking about randy scott's very emotional karaoke choice i'm sorry that i don't have an off switch when it comes to generating content like i'm just trying to have (laughs) i'm just trying to have conversations we're talking radio pre but you're right, though. That is sort of the T. It's like, oh, what do you guys talk about in the break? It's like, I don't know. Like, how's your three-year-old feeling? You know what I mean? Like, has your has your babysitter quit yet? You know, like, where, right. what videos make you cry on the what internet? What videos make you we cry did, on the we internet? We had a whole conversation about what videos get to well, you on the internet. Immediate tearjerkers. It's chalky as all get out. You're like, the soldier's coming home. It's like, well, no kidding. Like, that you is. Ask me. That's it's everywhere. What videos are instant tears? Well, soldiers coming home to kids and dogs. That's Dog. true. The kids and dogs part, that's a good one. Like, the dogs, you can call. You want to call 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We have chummed the waters. What <laughs> online videos make you cry? It'll get you a little dusty. Maybe, you know, maybe not leaking tears, but maybe the stinging effect to the eyes. Also, the best athletes over 40, not current, but all time. The ones who put up the best, you know, had the best numbers, best stats, most impactful over 40. We didn't get a single vote for Tiger Woods. I feel like that's a miss. Didn't get a single vote for Jack Nicholas. I feel like that's a miss. We got a vote for Rick Flair. Flair. Amber said Rick Flair, and then yeah, she loved Rick Flair. She loved I did not Rick say Flair, Rick Flair, and then insulted professional wrestling. There was I, I a lot said, happening. All I simply said was that if somebody wrote my story doing cool things after forty, I oh. too could be a ten-time heavyweight, whatever y'all call. Don't say, Flair. don't go y'all, and then say whatever, like whatever you guys call it. It's the heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. Uh, it is, yeah, WWE world champion, Ric Flair. Um, man myth legend and like the scripting part but he bled his own blood like he was I didn't a say bleeder script, i said story because wrestling fans get real crazy depending what terms you throw out there yeah. so you know and you kept doing it stories and you kept doing it though that's that we gave you an opportunity to clean it up and you were like how do i double down here uh and do it so we so got give all, us a call yeah we got <laughs> all that say ESPN. we got all that going and we're gonna get an ice cream later like this is gonna go off the rails on a pre-kent like on a friday edition it's gonna get a little loose but the football topic of note currently, and we're going to see a couple of these quarterbacks in action uh, this weekend, 
Which second-year quarterback has the most pressure heading into the season? I'm going to read off the names, and I'm going to tell you right away that one of them should be disqualified. We'll let you figure that out. But number one is Trey Lance. Number two, Zach Wilson. Number three, Davis Mills. Number four, Justin Fields. Number five, Trevor Lawrence. And number six, Zach Jones. Obviously, that's not the draft order that they went in, Trevor Lawrence being the former number one pick. But which second-year quarterback has the most pressure heading into the season? Amber Wilson, what's your answer? I think you called Mac Jones Zach Jones, which was slightly confusing, but I think you had Zach Wilson on the mind. Zach Wilson does have a lot of pressure on him this season. I think that if we're talking most pressure, though, it actually might be... I'm going to say Trey Lance because I think Trey Lance is on the best team by far out of any of these quarterbacks. And also, I think we know the least about Trey Lance. So I think he's walking into the best position and we know the least about him. And if they're willing to turn over the entire future of that franchise and they had a quarterback at the helm who taken them to a Super Bowl, they had a quarterback who can win them at NFC championships and they know that and they still chose to move on. That is added pressure that none of these other guys have. Like all of these other guys are on franchises that are searching for the quarterback but they didn't have the answer at quarterback right they were they're searching through the draft and if you ain't it it's probably going to be somebody else down the line through the draft well arguably the 49ers had an answer at quarterback and still chose to move on because of durability concerns and otherwise when it comes to Jimmy G and so I think all the pressure is very squarely on Trey Lance this season to show them that they didn't make a mistake there Trey Lance is a great answer I'll tell you it's not Davis Mills. Davis Mills is playing with house money. There are no expectations for the Houston Texans this season. And Davis Mills was an afterthought when he was drafted by the Texans. He was not drafted as a as a Deshaun Watson replacement. It was very low draft capital spent on him. He has outperformed uh, the, the relative draft cost that they had to pay for him. He's been a pleasant surprise. So I I, I like Davis Mills as almost I would only, someone playing I would with house money. I would disagree very slightly because we Go never ahead. talk about Davis Mills when we have this conversation. Mm-hmm. The only thing is because he did overperform last season. I just think that there's maybe some pressure on Davis Mills to stay in the mix in terms of like, hey, I deserve to be a starting quarterback in this league. I mean, no one's expecting him to do anything of significance there. Yeah. But I do think that if you're talking about actually wanting to, you know, maintain a job, then there's some pressure there on Davis Mills because I think the overarching consensus is that they will be moving on from him after this season. Uh, there's yeah, well, okay, so he's a third round pick, 67th overall, comes into a situation, lucks into the playing time that he got a year right. ago, performed well enough to where he breaks camp as the as the starter right now, but it's for a team that won a couple of games last year. Like the the the, the expectations are low. That's that's kind of what you want in terms of pressure. Maybe that's what I associate it, right? It's like it's like that old um, Mad TV skit lowered expectation that's you know this this now is the, you this found is a, the voice. A reference even too dated for me i, I don't know i don't and we're only a few months apart in age so i don't know what that means about uh how old of a soul randy scott is but <laughs> you lost me there and i encyclopedia of useless knowledge um so it's not it's not davis mills i really like the trey lance answer just or zach wilson rather justin wilson i'm combining all sorts of names zach wilson gets a i don't want to say a pass but his knee injury sort of mitigates the expectations for him just a little bit in my eyes, it feels almost like a not an intentional cover, but it is a little bit of a cover for him. I'm going to say Trevor Lawrence. What what we have to remember, it's not that 
it's not just that he was the first overall draft pick. He wasn't some Baker Mayfield, like there was a last minute surge and he's the first pick off the board. He was unquestioned number one pick for most of, if not all of the preceding football season. Like he was a can't miss prospect and by all, like the best highest rated quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. And by all accounts, the can't miss prospect missed. Like he missed in his first season. He was bad in his first season. And it wasn't just the Urban Meyer fiasco. It was slow to recognize progression, slow to get rid of the football, wasn't throwing guys open. His anticipatory release wasn't good. He's got to shore up a lot in this second year to prove that he was worth that, that he was that prospect. And the franchise is, is you know, riding on his shoulders. Uh, is the Travis Etienne addition going to mean something there in Jacksonville? The new coaching, Doug Peterson, going to be able to get through to him. It's a lot in year two, so I'm going to say that there's uh, plenty of pressure on, on Trevor Lawrence. You know where else there's plenty of pressure is we just segue like a mall cop, Amber Wilson? That's radio preset number three. The Yankees have been struggling this month, speaking of pressure. Plenty of it in the Big Apple. Can they turn it around? June Lee, our baseball insider, live from Yankee Stadium, going to join us next. Amber Wilson, Randy Scott, Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Amber, you're grabbing the mic at the at the oh, rusty no, pelican or but I love whatever it. it is. Chair, we got chair dancing from Amber Wilson. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. However you found us, we are glad you did on this Friday, ESPN Radio. Uh, the number is 888-SAY-ESPN. We've gotten some phone calls. Uh, we appreciate those. We will get to them, 888-729-3776. Uh, at Amber W Sports for Amber, at Randy Scott ESPN for me, and then at June Lee, J-O-O-N Lee for June Lee, our ESPN Major League baseball writer uh june it's been too long man thank you for the time on this on on this friday uh we could play the hits we could get in the weeds uh gotta start with the yankees gotta start with the yankees though because you look at that josh donaldson grand slam walk off the other night and we're like okay this is gonna fix them they're gonna be fine and then the blue jays come out and just boat race them at the stadium what is going what is the the one issue if you could crystallize it that has caused this yankee swoon Oh, man, I would say that the vibes are bad. And this is just from me spending time in the callouts throughout the course of the entire season where, you know, obviously when winning is happening, it's easier to be happy. But there's a lot of guys in this clubhouse right now that I think are very in their own heads, you know, are overthinking every little thing that's happening uh, from game to game. And, you know, the Josh Donaldson Grand Slam, I think, represented a a sliver of hope for a lot of people. Um, But you're seeing guys like Aaron Hicks who are just constantly in this, like, slump where they're overthinking every single thing that's happening. And then on top of all that, it's the injuries piling up. It's Giancarlo Stan being out for, you know, weeks and weeks on end. It's Michael King out for the season. It's Clay Holmes going on the injured list. Uh, There's just a lot of stuff piling up for the team right now that has just kind of 
shifted the the atmosphere in the clubhouse where, you know, the expectations coming into the year were make a playoffs, contend for a World Series. Then they recalibrated because, you know, the Yankees, uh, you know, were on this historic pace and people were saying, oh, maybe they could beat the Seattle Mariners, you know, all-time regular season record win, you know, record. Uh, and, and then now it's kind of like, who is this team? Are they, are they, you know, that historic team? Are they a team that can even win a World Series title? And so I think there's a bit of an identity crisis happening right now where, guys are just really, really on their own heads and the Yankees kind of have to figure out who, who they really are. June, when we're talking about the New York Yankees, we're always talking about freaking out over everything, right? Because it's the New York Yankees, so things are always going to be over-amplified. But at what point, I mean, they had such a lead also that maybe you could temper the freak-outness, per se. But at what point, as we head towards September, is it legitimate to actually genuinely start getting worried about this Yankees team and what it might look like in October? If this Yankees team is two weeks out of October, still in playoff contention, but still playing the way that they are, I would start to actually get seriously worried because you know, every team goes through the ups and downs of a season. Um, I actually talked to a baseball evaluator last week who was talking, who's talking about how they're jealous of the Yankees going through that down now because it means that maybe you know come October that up is going to happen and that you know the the, the the losing streak, the, the, the slump isn't going to come at the worst possible time of the season. Um, but, you know, I think that there was a sense of complacency, a, a lack of sense of urgency that you know, happens in uh, that happened to kind of find its way into the Yankees clubhouse because of that large division lead going into the all-star break. And I think that the Yankees are, are trying to find that again. Um, you know, they're almost a victim of their own success in that regard. Talk with June Lee, our ESPN Major League Baseball writer. Uh, I want to talk about the Padres. One stat that jumped out to me here from a team that stockpiled at the deadline, landed Juan Soto, landed Josh Hader as well. Josh Hader has three bases loaded walks now in a Padres uniform. He had four in his entire Brewers career. He's getting actively booed by the most chill fan base in Major League Baseball and one that's starting to to pack the ballpark. The Padres, if they have an issue that they need to shore up moving forward, knowing now that they won't get Fernando Tatis Jr. back because of the suspension, what is the one area that they need to shore up and can they do it? It's the rotation, and it's just generally the pitching staff and as a whole because, I mean, Josh Hader came into this team hoping to show up a bullpen. He hasn't necessarily been that lockdown guy that we've seen in the past. I mean, he hasn't had the season this year that, uh, you know, many people – you know, expect out of Josh Hader just given his track record uh, in, in the last couple of seasons. But it's also it's also that rotation where obviously you Darvish and Joe Musgrove have had a really good season, but Blake Snell's been a guy who has been a disappointment since coming to San Diego, hasn't performed up to that Cy Young level that uh, people saw out of him when he was in Tampa Bay, you know, being one of the best pitchers in baseball. There's the lack of depth in that pitching staff that is going to be that team's kryptonite, especially now that Fernando Tatis isn't going to be coming back this year and how compensate for that lack of pitching depth by adding a, a lot of offense to that lineup. And so I, I think that Tatis' suspension kind of exacerbates the issues that you see out of that Padres pitching staff, which serves as a weakness. June, are the Orioles for real? How would you describe that? I mean, they've, they've had such a surprising season so far. So how would you, how would you describe the season for them? Are they going to keep it up? I, I think the Orioles are for real in that they are in a place to really build for the future um, while also being able to kind of take this season as a nothing-to-lose type of situation. I mean, the, Adley Rushman has come in and already become one of the best catchers in baseball from both a defensive and offensive standpoint. Uh, and then when you look at the rest of that 
farm system, you have a guy like Gunnar Henderson coming up who's had uh, kind of catapulted himself to becoming the top prospect in baseball throughout the course of the season. Uh, and then you just have the depth that is starting to show itself um, of that organization in the young guys that, you know, you don't necessarily necessarily need every single one of those guys to become a superstar to hit and and, and be, uh, you know, a, a top of the rotation guy or um, you know a cleanup hitter. But but they built up the depth through that and, and also building out a really strong bullpen that you know I think has to give Orioles fans a pretty good sense of optimism about the fact that you know despite the fact that they don't necessarily have the, the quote-unquote star power in terms of the top end of the roster um, with a lot of expensive guys. Like they're, they're, both, they're building out a roster foundation right now that um, can build towards the future. I talk with June Lee, our ESPN Major League Baseball writer. June, from a, a, a team that really snuck up on people to a team that you identify as a sleeper to sneak in a wild card position and compete. Not trying to pigeonhole you into this, but why is it the answer to that the Boston Red Sox? No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But but who but who is your sleeper team to sneak into a wild card spot? I mean, I, I always point towards the Rays. I think you can't underestimate the Rays. I think the thing that they have different this year versus the last couple of years is that, you know, they have a guy named Wander Franco who, when healthy, is one of the best players in baseball, especially at the shortstop position. And, and the Rays already have the pitching staff depth, the, the roster depth to make the playoffs. But Franco and, and Manny Margot, to an extent, who has been on the injured list for the last couple of months, you know, I think those are the two guys that kind of take this team over the top. Uh, and, and make this a serious World Series contender. So if, if Wander Franco is able to come back and, and be you know 90% of what he was at the start of the season for this team, uh, I think you add an offensive catalyst that, you know, short of Juan Soto would have been hard to add at the trade deadline and, and makes the Rays a team to really, really fear, just given the depth that they have, not just on the offensive side of, of the ball, but also on the pitching staff. All right, June, we've been asking this question throughout the afternoon. What is your What is June Lee's go-to karaoke song? Okay, so like for a while it was Mr. Brightside, but that has kind of yes. become cliche. So I'm starting to, I'm trying, I'm starting to back away from that just because I think everyone does that. Um, oh, I, so I think good. right now it's it's between Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen or or Dynamite by BTS. June, when you started this segment, you didn't think you'd end it with a best friend, but you got one, my man. <laughs> <laughs> you got one. I, I've been a fan. I've been a, I've been a pro- well, I've been a professional fan for years, but now, now a personal fan. This is getting weird. I like it, June Lee. Appreciate <laughs> I, you, man. I like it too, Randy. Thanks for the time, buddy. We appreciate it. You can yeah, follow man. again, June Lee at June Lee on Twitter. He's our ESPN Major League Baseball writer, and he has a fantastic taste in karaoke music. A reminder to tune in to an AL East rivalry on Sunday as the Orioles battle the Red Sox live from Williamsport, PA. Coverage of Sunday night baseball begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, and it's 7 p.m. On ESPN, I think there'll be a lot of home runs in that one. Um, Little League dimensions are a lot smaller. The parks are a lot smaller. Fences are a lot closer. We want to hear from you. What are your tearjerker internet videos, right? The internet videos that just, it suddenly gets dusty when you're watching them uh, at work or uh, on your phone. And who had the best sports career after the age of 40? 888-SAY-ESPN 888-729-3776 Amber thinks it's Ric Flair Challenge her (laughs) Challenge her This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio Stop that Dean Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Uh, let's talk food and let's talk motivation and let's maybe talk sports 
I don't know, superstitions. Uh, the Braves, last season, they were absolutely scuffling in June. And then they went to Fenway Park, and they liked that the Visitor's Clubhouse, Amber, had a soft-serve ice cream machine. So when they got back, they nominated Freddie Freeman. They're like, you go ask. You go ask. And they asked Freddie to ask GM Alex Antonopoulos, and, hey, can we get this in our in our clubhouse? And Alex was kind of like, yeah, you guys going to start playing better? And he's like, well, we can't play any worse. And they went back and forth. And then they ripped off. <laughs> it's almost off, like you were there for the conversation. Uh, they ripped off like two or three wins. And uh, they started texting about the power of the ice cream machine, and the rest is history. I mean, they went on to win the World Series, not because of the ice cream machine, but guys have a way of, you know, guys and gals on sports teams, you have a way of rallying around dumb things sometimes. So this season, though, they did like a slight modification to the home clubhouse in Atlanta, and they took the ice cream machine out. Oh, no. Well, and the Braves, uh, a couple weeks back, they were actually in Miami playing the Marlins, playing pretty well, and Travis Darno asked. Anthonopolis, hey, can we get the ice cream machine back? And he goes, you know what? You guys win next week's series against the Mets. We'll go ahead and give it back to you. Well, they did last night. They clinched. It was a four-game set. They won the third. Uh, their, they won their third game of the series. They beat Jacob Degrom to do it, by the way. And um, he was not happy that he was pulled from that game, and not happy with Seth Lugo did uh, after it. But they did it. They're going to have the ice cream machine back. And the social media team was so quick. They tweeted a picture of Dansby Swanson, whose nickname is Lieutenant Dan. And they said over top of it, Dan, Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. And they superimposed a uh, they superimposed the soft serve uh, thing on top of it. So I'm curious. Amber, in your in your sports career, your sports media career, what superstitions you have? What are your go to sort of like? If I don't have this food, if I don't whatever, you strike me as a very healthy eater, so you probably don't participate in the ice cream debate or discussion. But you could take it favorite ice cream flavor, just all of it. Let's well, let's, let's learn more about. Well, Amber actually, here. let's let's learn about each other, Randy Scott. So when you said your career, I didn't know you were going sports career. I thought you were about to ask Anything. me about my ice cream career. Sure, that's my I let's had go. a lengthy ice cream career long right. before this one, kids. Uh, so I worked at TCBY for many years yes. in high school. This can't be, and over. even was a shift manager at TCBY. Then I worked at a Baskin Robbins, and I managed a Ben and Jerry's in college. So I have extensive ice cream experience that and I will tell incredible. you a soft serve ice cream machine is a glorious thing also a dicey thing because oh. if it is not cleaned properly each and every day it is a uh, bacteria haven so no. you need to make sure you go to an establishment that is running the sanitizer through breaking no. down the entire machine every day which is a huge pain for oh. anybody who's ever worked at ice cream shops that's so I'm never going to have soft serve again that's so it's so good though that's, it is so it good needs to be cleaned right. and cleaned thoroughly more cans and crawling right now that's your baby. Go ahead, June Lee. I mean, that's a good karaoke song. It's no Tupac. So good. But the bar gets ended this. The bar, if you, if Amber Wilson gets up and is like, all right, Hellraiser on three, let's go. Like, <laughs> like there's intimidation there. Like, people are kind of like, what's happening right now? If you really that, are, especially coming from me. It, that's the it's thing. very it, shocking. It really is optics. If I get up there and they're like, who's this dude singing Carly Rae Jepsen? Like, it's sort of the contrast. You got to occupy mm-hmm. the space and the contrast. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Randy Scott. Neither one of us is Canty or Carlin on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Shout out all karaoke spots. You made it through the pandemic and hopefully people are just getting loose now at your at your establishments just ordering scorpion bowls you know they have a scorpion bowl what was the what was the place that we Devin, that you were talking about in uh west hartford butterfly butterfly do they have like a scorpion bowl do you know what a scorpion bowl is 
What are you talking about? Do I know about? what a scorpion this is? This is a very yeah, kinetic conversation. Is that a New England thing? They don't have those down in Florida? I don't even know. You, I have no, first of all, you haven't I, I've lived. actually, I'm not sure I've ever actually been to a karaoke bar. And then second <sighs> of all, what are you talking about? What is a scorpion? Amber hasn't lived, Randy. Bowl. This is wildly disappointing. Well, well okay, but no, things but how... that are going on down here, you know, like boats and beaches and stuff. So, that's you know, true. Karaoke, it's yeah. kind of low on my list, guys. Prestige but worldwide I'll make it with, those, with those boats. What's the, uh, <laughs> what, what is, how would you describe? I do karaoke on my boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is, that should be on the Florida's, cr- like Florida crest. This is a sunny place for shady people. We do karaoke on boats. <laughs> on boats. No, what is, what, how would you describe a scorpion bowl? Seriously. It, it's a large bowl filled within, with a lot of alcohol that you not necessarily know what you're drinking, but it tastes fruity. Yeah, it's like grown up like jungle juice. You, from a bunch like of a people share party? it. When you put a bunch of different straws in there, and people share it. It's a big like a bowl. sketchy rum punch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like Amber didn't. I'm really familiar. I've never heard the term scorpion. Sometimes bowl, but I mean, blue. there's there's all sorts of drink concoctions yep. down here, all over Florida, and things with straws and alligators and all sorts of things. I was going to say, like, to drinks. Yeah, you get the plastic. You know, senior frogs. You get like the plastic uh, alligator thing that's on the straw yes. or whatever. And Amber it's didn't the go most to... hungover you'll ever be if you see an alligator on a straw. Run. <laughs> Amber didn't go to any. And when you run away from an alligator straw, you got to run in zigzag pattern. That's the thing. That's what people <laughs> don't tell true. you. That's what people Andy don't tell you. Scott, knowing about alligators. That's it. That, that was a good old fashioned alligator joke <laughs> for those of you who don't know. Oh, we're actively losing calls. All right. We put out the numbers 888 say ESPN, 888 alligator humor, these people apparently. 3776. We put, listen, the athlete over the age of, who had the best over the age of 40 career in sports. I said Gordy Howe. Uh, Amber said Ric Flair. Um, we also internet tear jerkers. Like what surprise, not surprising me, but what is guaranteed to make your eyes sting with your own tears in terms of a social media video? I want to get to Jake in Boston, who probably, if he's from Jake from Boston, probably knows what a scorpion bowl is. Jake, you're on ESPN radio. What is the internet video that gets your emotions up? I definitely know a little, uh, a few things about scorpion. Bowl Atta boy, here, Jake. But, um, the uh, the videos that get me are the cochlear implants for kids when they like hear for the first time. Oh, that's a good one. Every oh, time, yes, in the, the people mom. who hear for the first time, people who see colors for the first time. I haven't seen those. Forget I haven't seen. It. But Jake's right. The ones where where they they switch it like it's on, and then they switch it on. Mm-hmm. Like you can hear the click. And then the kid looks around like sudden, like is like, you know, flinches. And then the mom or the dad's like, hey, Jake, like that. And the kid grins and is like, has this slow, it's like normally babies, oh, you know, it it's normally young kids now. Oh, and yeah, it's, it's remarkable every time. boy, Jake. That's Instant a good one. Tear-jerker. Jake knows the scorpion bowl and he knows how to be in touch with his emotions. Uh, Benjamin in South Carolina talking about the athlete 40 or older who had the best athletic career. Benjamin, you're on ESPN radio. Hey, I got an alligator joke for y'all. Yes. Uh, what do you call a detective alligator uh, and an investigator? I don't know. And o- over 40, I'll have to say, is Kelly Slater and the surfing world. You know, Lance Armstrong, but he cheated, you know, just like Tom Brady. Um, the saddest videos ever are the dogs missing legs and, and still being able to walk. 
Uh, wow. th- those always uh, well, the, the tear ones, the heart out. Yeah, the ones that they, well, they, if they make the doggy a wheelchair, like a doggy wheelchair, Randy, and then the doggy's so happy because yeah. the doggy can still move around and everything, oh, those yeah. are instant tearjerkers. That's actually a good nomination. That is Investigator good nomination. was the punchline to the joke. I saw you and Devin Thank you. very I, confused I, I, in the chat. That was the punchline to the joke. Benjamin was so smooth with that delivery. I was like, wait a minute, what's the, what's the <laughs> joke? He was investigating. Anthony. Anthony has the right answer to the athlete 40 or older with the best career. Anthony, you're on ESPN Radio. What's going on, guys? Yeah, I mean, I had to agree with Gordy Howe. I mean, he played until he was 51. He was 47 and putting up 102 points. I mean, that's unheard of. But, I mean, uh, Gordy Howe is always the the right answer. But a 1B has got to be Yermir Yager. I mean. Yeah, Yager, Yager was prolific late in his career as well, but you can't go wrong with Mr. Hockey, uh, who had the unfortunate, you know, Gordy Howe died the same day that Muhammad Ali died. So anybody who dies on that day is going to get overshadowed by the death of an icon, but Gordy Howe was that in the hockey world, and he played until he was 51. There are pictures of him playing with a very young Wayne Gretzky, playing against him in the faceoff circle. Amber Wilson, Randy Scott, we're going to head out to Wisconsin. We come back to the very latest from Packers camp ahead of their preseason game this evening.